0: cool, calm, and collected no matter what. Well done, Gary Abels. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. Merry Christmas Eve. It is wonderful to be able to be together and to have such a wonderful group that's gathered here today on this rainy, kind of cool day in Northeast Texas. Wonderful to welcome all of you who are attending with us online. We appreciate that very much, and we're very thankful to all. As we shared... With the kids, as our shepherd Matt prayed during our prayer, what a blessing it is that our world pauses more at this time of year than at any other time of year to remember God and to remember Jesus Christ and the great gift that Jesus Christ is. And you know, His death and His burial and His resurrection are the gospel. They are what save us. But none of that would have happened had He not been born, had He not taken on flesh even as the Son of God. And so it's right for us to celebrate that whenever possible. And this time of year especially is right for us to do that because we can pull other family and friends and neighbors and co-workers in to celebrate with us as well. And what a blessing it was to hear Eric recount some of the things that have gone on through this church family and our life and ministry over the past several weeks. It's been such a blessing such a blessing. And as Eric shared, so many people have given so much, so much of their time and energy and resources to help to be a part of that. And that is a great and wonderful uh, blessing. Uh, it's wonderful to hear that our special giving was double, I think, Wade, what you had asked for. And a oh, we have little faith, but that is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it is a great blessing because I know that people give Uh, realizing that giving to the work of the Lord means taking it away from something else. But the opposite of that is true, isn't it? Giving to something else or spending on something else when it could be given to the Lord and would be right to do that. Everything we have is God's. And everything we spend it on brings glory to God. And so what a blessing you all are to step up and take part And allow our life and ministry in this church to not just continue, but to grow and to thrive. What a great blessing that is. Along with that, one of the things that we do, I do a Facebook Bible study on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. It's on my Facebook page live. After that, it goes online uh, on my Facebook page, on our church Facebook pages, and also on our website and this coming year in 2024, I'm going to be using the Daily Bible in Chronological Order uh, that is edited by Ethelgard Smith. You may have that book already. I, we've used it before. You may have uh, it on your Kindle or some other device. Uh, it is the best daily Bible reading tool that I've ever come across. And so this coming year in 2024, you may be using a different uh, daily Bible reading tool or book, and that's great. Uh, That's wonderful. If you want to use that one, follow along with us. Or even if you don't, follow along with us as we summarize a little bit of the week's reading each week. But if you'd like a copy of that, I actually have. Started with 12. I'm down to nine. But I do have nine copies of that with us today. And so if you want one of those, they're $20 each. If the money's a problem, let me know. And that'll be fine. But we have those up here at the front. And I'll be up here after our service today uh, to share those with you if you would like. What a great blessing. Now is the time, right? Now is the time to decide, you know, in 2024, I'm going to read through the Bible. And Judges is a long way off. And that's where it gets really tedious. Leviticus, not all that much fun either. But, but Genesis is really exciting. And that's where we start with. So that's a great place um, to start. I hope that you'll do that. And if I can help in any way, please let me know. Please let me know. Um, Again, we're glad to celebrate the birth of Christ. We celebrate his life, death and resurrection all the time. Every Sunday we gather around this table as Danny led us a little bit ago and considering this great, great gift of Jesus Christ. Um, But he had to be born to do that. Some of the things that happen when most babies are born today happened when Jesus was welcomed into the world as well. Recently, one of our families, Rob and Jessica and Emma Rose, welcomed a little brother for Emma Rose, uh, Caleb Thomas Smith. We have some others that are coming pretty soon. Talk about coming attractions that we've got a few in our church family here and in our extended family as well. And we certainly uh, ask the Lord's blessing upon the moms and upon the babies and yes, also the dads of course. But you know, when things happen when a baby is born, it's not unusual. Those things happen and they've happened all along. And when we see the the birth of Jesus, even though He was the Son of God, maybe even especially since He was the Son of God, it was a very special birth. But it still carried along some of the same things that we still do today. When a new baby is born. And so I want us to consider some of those things today. We'll be in Luke chapters 1 and 2. Matthew chapters 1 and 2. Those are the passages that talk about this time. At the very very beginning. Of Jesus life. So a few things about that. First of all the baby is named. The baby is named. Most parents have a name picked out for their child. Before that child is even born. Well that was the case. With Jesus. Also, the baby is named. One of the names that was given to the Lord is Jesus. Jesus. When the angel Gabriel comes to see Mary and says, you're going to have a baby, uh, he tells her that baby will be named Jesus and he will save his people from their sins. The baby's name is announced to Joseph in Matthew 1. The baby's name is actually given to him on the eighth day, officially, of his life after he is born, when he is uh, circumcised in Jerusalem, and they give him the name, not Joseph Jr., (laughs) not Bar Joseph, which would have been the way they would have written it then, but they give him the name Jesus. Why? Because it literally means the Lord saves or Jehovah saves. And that was the name that was given to the Lord. You go back to the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter 7 and there's another name given. And that's the name Emmanuel. In Matthew's account in Matthew chapter 1, Matthew quotes that statement and we'll read it later. And he talks about that that passage that Isaiah read that maybe he didn't even know was going to be fulfilled at this time by the very Son of God. The word Emmanuel means God with us. And yes, he is always with us. And God has given us his Holy Spirit to continue that presence. But when Jesus was born, he was also called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And God was. And he still is. The baby is named Jesus the Lord saves. Emmanuel, God is with us. But not only is the baby named, when the baby is born, the baby is announced. The baby is announced. Who can keep that quiet, right? In the days of social media, it's like, ah, I want to post something and say something and show some pictures and all of that. And I'm thinking, nope, Bill, got to wait. Not your place. Not your place. It may be that those parents would like to share that news with the world themselves and not you and so we respect that but it was the same kind of excitement that we saw when jesus himself was born that birth was announced and it was announced in spectacular ways it was announced first of all to his mother before he was even conceived and that is unbelievable the story is told in luke chapter 1 beginning at verse 26 But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. Don't you see that as a consistent statement when someone has this experience with God, Old Testament or new? It's the same thing. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid, Mary, verse 30. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And then Mary brings up the obvious herself. Verse 34. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I'm a virgin. Never been with a man. The angel answered. The Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the most high will overshadow you. And share the joy of her, probably stayed until John the Baptist was born. But we remember that story when Mary comes in, and uh, Elizabeth and uh, John in the womb hear her voice. Elizabeth says, The baby within me jumped for joy at the sound of your voice. And how could I be so blessed that the mother of my Lord would come and see me? So many great stories. The baby is announced first to Mary, but then, secondly, to Joseph, to the one who would be his earthly father and who would raise him as his own. In Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18, Matthew writes this, "'This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit.' Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. You see, she told him that she was pregnant and it was from God. And she told him what the angel Gabriel had said to her, but the angels had not come to visit Joseph yet. All he had was what Mary said. Put yourself in his place. Would you have believed that? I'm sure Joseph wanted to. But he couldn't bring himself to believe it. But he also was a good man and he obviously loved Mary. And though he could have caused her to be subject to public disgrace, he refused to do that. And he was going to separate from her, divorce her quietly, as it says. But, verse 20 of Matthew 1. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will give him the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Later on, Joseph and Mary would have other children, boys and girls, who would be half brothers biologically of Jesus. And the gospels tell us about them a little bit and about their names. We have two books in our New Testament, that are written by two of Jesus' half-brothers, James and Jude. The baby is announced to Mary first and then to Joseph. And then Luke 2 begins with the uh, uh, story of Jesus' birth. And then it continues with the next announcement. And this announcement is given to the shepherds. Our friend Linus has already shared with us some of this story, but I would like to continue And reread that part and then continue and read a little bit farther. Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today in the town of David. And see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. We were sharing earlier <clears throat> in our service about those who find a mixed blessing at this time of year. That empty chair that Danny so beautifully shared and talked with us about. And I want us to remember that those who are the, the suffering ones, those who might be considered Um, outcasts those who are going through difficult times society and our culture seems to shun them but I want you to remember the very first people on this planet that were told the great news when Jesus had been born were some of the lowest on the social scale no one would have thought that these lowly shepherds would have been given this great news first. And yet they were. Verse 16 of Luke 2. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Verse 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The baby is announced to Mary, then to Joseph, then to shepherds after he is born, and then to Simeon and Anna. Again, Luke records Jesus' parents taking him to uh, Jerusalem to be circumcised and to give him the name the angel had given him, Jesus but then about 40 days later, according to the law in Leviticus 12, parents are to take that newborn, and depending on whether it's boy or girl, uh, the timing is involved there, but they take that newborn in and uh, they have this consecration ceremony for this firstborn, and they also go through the ceremonial cleansing for the mother. And while they are there, 40 days after Jesus' birth, they are approached by two people of God, Simeon and Anna. We read their incredible story in Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. He probably didn't even understand everything that he was saying. But he knew this was the moment he had been waiting for. Verse 33, the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the rising and falling of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the, hearts, the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will, peace, will pierce your own soul." Verse 36, there was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84, or was a widow for 84 years. She never left the temple but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Luke records how Joseph and Mary, because they were poor, they had gone there with the simplest of sacrifice. They couldn't bring a lamb and a dove or a pigeon because they couldn't afford a lamb. So they brought the, what the law says, if you can't afford the lamb, bring this. And that's what they did. And while they were there, Simeon and Anna come up to them with this incredible moment. Then in Matthew 2, only Matthew records this. This is the visit of the Magi, the wise men as we call them. Matthew 2 beginning at verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who was born of the, the king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law or scribes, he asked where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem of Judah, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. And then they quote from Micah chapter 5, that this was to take place in Bethlehem near Jerusalem. Verse 7, then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. It was clear why the Magi were going there. Verse 9, After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them and until it stopped over the place where the child was. By this time, probably not the stable or the place where the animals were kept. Who knows how long it's been, sometime between 40 days and perhaps two years, because Herod is going to kill the the little boys two years and under when he finds out they went the other way. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed, verse 10. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they return to their country by another route. And Herod gets mad and then he kills the little boys two years old and under in Bethlehem. We don't know how many there were. Most have said somewhere probably between 12 and 20. Some have said many more, but Bethlehem was not a large town at that time. But even one death was horrible to consider. Because of that, God instructs Joseph, take your family to Egypt until it's safe. And when it's safe, they come back and they go back home to Nazareth. The baby is named. The baby is announced. And thirdly, the baby is celebrated. The baby is celebrated. Jesus, celebrated by angels, shepherds, Simeon and Anna, the Magi, and who knows how many others during those first days and weeks of his life. So a couple of things about the celebration of Jesus. First of all, God is praised. In all of those instances, as you, ra- as you read that, you realize that God is being praised for the birth of this baby and for his plan that they see being worked out, even though they didn't understand it. Still, they praised God. Even the angels praised God. Secondly, others are told can't keep it to yourself others are told the angels tell the shepherds the shepherds go and see if it's true and then they tell everybody they could come around simeon and anna share this message of what they have seen and what they have experienced with all who would listen these wise men the magi i'm sure on their way home anybody that would ask them what are you guys doing here they were glad to tell The baby is celebrated, God is praised, and others are told. So what will it look like if we are welcoming the Savior today? What will that look like? It will look exactly the same. If we're welcoming the Savior, first of all, we praise God, just as they did. We praise God just as gloriously, just as thankfully, as if we had been there with the shepherds when the angels appeared. As if we were there with Simeon and with Anna. When we realized that the culmination of our lives was right there in front of us. If we are welcoming the Savior. We praise God. And then secondly, we tell others. We tell others. We can't hold it in. This blessed story of the life and teaching and miracles and Death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ begins right here at that stable, in that manger, with the birth of the very Son of God. We praise God. We tell others. That's what we do. That's what we have to do. We can't hold it in. The news is too wonderful. We can't hold it in. This morning, if we can help you praise God, if we can help you tell others, if we can help you come to that one who was born that silent night, we'd love to do that. Come as we stand. Sing our song together.